Good evening. Welcome to Mary Queen of Peace Parish as we celebrate the sixth Sunday of Easter. A special welcome is extended to all those who are visiting with us today and to anyone returning home to our parish community. You are always welcome here. Assisting us today as our lectors are Mary Pakutinskis, Lucy Barron, our altar server is John Vallette, our pianist is Sarah Sinkmars. We do not have a cantor this evening. Our celebrant is Father Michael. Let us all now stand, if you are able, for the entrance procession and join with us together in singing our opening hymn, Morning Has Broken, number 855 in the Blue Hymnal. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, grace and peace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with all of you. Good evening, everyone. Yes, so um, Sarah is a tremendous pianist. She is not a singer, and so we're going to be the voice. So please join in as you can with the music. As we, we had a last-minute cantor cancellation, by the way, obviously. We're celebrating the sixth Sunday of uh, Easter and trusting the power of the risen one present among us that gives us his spirit and cares for us as our journey continues. As we begin, we ask God's grace. We ask God's mercy. Lord Jesus, you promised not to leave us orphan. Lord, have mercy. Christ Jesus, you send the advocate to be with us, your people. Christ, have mercy. Lord Jesus, you strengthen us for your mission. Lord, have mercy. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us of our sin, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Glory to God, glory to God, glory to God in the highest. 
and on earth peace, on earth peace to people of goodwill. We praise you, we bless you, we adore you, we glorify you, we give you thanks for your great glory, Lord God, Heavenly King, O God, Almighty Father. Glory to God, glory to God, glory to God in the highest and on earth peace, on earth peace to people of goodwill. Lord Jesus Christ, only begotten Son, Lord God, Lamb of God, Son of the Father, you take away the sins of the world, have mercy on us. You take away the sins of the world, receive our prayer. You are seated at the right hand of the Father, have mercy on us. Glory to God, glory to God, glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, on earth peace to people of goodwill. You alone are the Holy One, you alone are the Lord. You alone are the Most High, Jesus Christ. With the Holy Spirit in the glory of God the Father. Glory to God, glory to God, glory to God in the highest and on earth peace, on earth peace to people of goodwill. Gathering our prayers, let us pray. Grant, almighty God, that we who celebrate with heartfelt devotion these days of joy, which we keep in honor of the risen Lord, that what we relive in remembrance, we would always hold on to in what we do. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. As we hear the Acts of the Apostles and continue for the first reading during the Easter season, realize how important the outpouring of the Spirit is for new Christians and for all of the church. A reading from the Acts of the Apostles. Philip went down to the city of Samaria and proclaimed the Christ to them. With one accord, the crowds paid attention to what was said by Philip when, he heard it, when they heard it and saw the signs he was doing. 
For unclean spirits crying out in a loud voice came out of many possessed people, and many paralyzed or crippled people were cured. There was great joy in that city. Now when the apostles in Jerusalem heard that Samaria had accepted the word of God, they sent them to Peter and John, who went down and prayed for them, that they might receive the Holy Spirit, for it had not yet fallen upon them. They had not been baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Then they laid hands on them, and they received the Holy Spirit. The word of the Lord. Let all the earth cry out to God with joy. Let all the earth cry out to God with joy. Sing joyfully to God, all the earth. Sing praise to the glory of his name. Proclaim his glorious praise. Say to God, how tremendous are your deeds. Let all the earth cry out to God with joy. Let all the earth worship and sing praise to you. Sing praise to your name. Come and see the works of the Lord, his tremendous deeds among the children of Adam. Let all the earth cry out to God with joy. He has changed the sea into dry land. Through the river they passed on foot. Therefore, let us rejoice in him. He rules by his might forever. Let all the earth cry out to God with joy. Hear now, all you who fear God, while I declare what he has done for me. Blessed be God who refused me not my prayer or his kindness. Let all the cry out to God. A reading from the first letter of St. Peter. Beloved, sanctify Christ as Lord in your hearts. Always be ready to give an explanation to anyone who asks you for a reason for your hope, but do it with gentleness and reverence, keeping your conscience clear so that when you are maligned, those who defame your good conduct in Christ may themselves be put to shame. For it is better to suffer for doing good, if that be the will of God, than for doing evil. For Christ also suffered for sins once, the righteous for the sake of the unrighteous, that he might lead you to God. Put to death in the flesh, he was brought to life in the spirit. The word of the Lord. Alleluia, 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 Alleluia,
The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Jesus said to his disciples, If you love me, you will keep my commandments, and I will ask of the Father, and he will give you another advocate to be with you always, the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot accept because it neither sees nor knows him. But you know him because he remains with you and will be in you. I will not leave you orphans. I will come to you. In a little while, the world will no longer see me, but you will see me because I live and you will live. On that day, you will realize that I am in the Father and you are in me and I in you. Whoever has my commandments and observes them is the one who loves me. And whoever loves me will be loved by my Father, and I will love him and reveal myself to him. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise, Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. If you love me, you will keep my commandments. Whoever has my commandments and observes them is the one who loves me, and whoever loves me will be loved by my Father, and I will love him and reveal myself to him. When we hear Jesus speaking about following him and loving him in and through the commandments, we as Catholic Christians so easily move and quickly presume that means following the structure, the institution, the laws laid down by the church. That's what we think about when we think of commandments. But honestly, if we are filled with the Spirit of God, those commandments are significant and important and yet the Spirit moves us to love beyond them. Of course, today and this weekend is Mother's Day, so a little tribute to uh, mothers and my mother. Um, being a disciple and a follower of Jesus and someone who's filled with the Spirit is much more like cooking than it is baking. You guys know the difference between cooking and baking? Do you? Baking is usually baked goods and um, you know, breads, pastries, those sorts of things. And, and anybody who has ever done any sort of baking knows that you pretty much have to follow it absolutely precisely or it's going to fail. Because baking is kind of a chemical formulaic process, right? So if I add too much flour to this and not enough sugar, it falls. Right? Right? It doesn't look good, taste good, it doesn't happen. So, so baking is a, a scientific, formulaic process. Cooking, on the other hand, is much more open. Right? And when you see a cooking recipe, you'll see things like the phrase, add 
this spice to taste. That's pretty accurate now, isn't it, right? <laughs> Whose taste is that? Or, or how is that taste? Or salt to taste, right? And my mother was famous for being, a, and, and speaking of cooking, the difference between cooking and baking, soup is probably the, the, the greatest explanation of this, right? My mom was famous for being able to make soup out of everything and nothing, right? She would take like a chicken soup basic recipe or stock, and then she would add anything and everything into it, maybe that would needed to be used in the refrigerator, right? Uh, it, it would be a little of this, a little of that. And, and sometimes it was exquisite, and sometimes it was edible, <laughs> right? And, and so, so but, but, but it was, you could kind of, uh, you know, adapt and, and add and subtract, and, and probably never any soup that she has ever made has ever quite been exactly the same as the other. That's much more about what discipleship and being filled with the Spirit is really like. And when we hear Jesus say, follow my commandments, and if you love me, you will follow my commandments, and then we will dwell within in you, he's not just talking about baking. He's talking much more about cooking. Because the Spirit of God has us adapt, and yet, of course, we know there are tried and true ingredients, and there's that which is traditional, and those things are always significant and important, and yet at the same time, too, the Spirit of God makes us creative to the situations, the needs, the challenges, the, the ingredients that are in front of us, right? Uh, actually, uh, this past week, we had confirmation, speaking of the Spirit of God, and uh, we had the bishop and the catechists were in, and spouses were all there for dinner. And so there was a, a caterer. And the caterer's truck, their slogan was, from traditional to the trendy. <laughs> I thought, wow, that's kind of neat. That's kind of like the Catholic Church, you know? That, that's kind of what it's about, you know, holding those, those together in some way. So cooking. We hear uh, in our hearing once again from John's gospel, and once again, we've put the resurrection accounts behind us. There's a few of those accounts in the gospels, but mostly during the Easter season, once we hear some of the specific resurrection accounts, we get into John's gospel and get into the section of John's gospel that is the last supper discourse or the farewell discourse. And so what we're hearing from is actually before Jesus is arrested, crucified, died, and rises. And so in John's gospel, this farewell discourse, this last supper discourse, is Jesus' way of speaking to the disciples and assuring them, encouraging them, and showing them that his enduring presence will be always with them. And this time, this week, we're hearing about the advocate, the Spirit of God, the Spirit of God, the advocate that is given to and that is with, and then there's this amazing language that happens all through this whole farewell, this Last Supper discourse that talks about and uses crazy language of mixing of, of um, I, I don't know, what is it, pronouns, I, you, I, you know, in me, I, in you, and, and he uses the word in 
so, 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 so often, it actually should be drilled into our minds, our hearts, and our Christian spirits and beings, but oftentimes isn't, where, where he talks about how I'm in the Father, the Father's in me, I'll be in you, remain in me, like the vine and the branches and the Spirit of God. Will, it's, it's all of this in language, um, you, you know, and it's really incredibly intimate if you think about it, right? I mean, uh, you know, I've heard like people who love one another like literally want to say let me be part of you let me like meld myself into you that's the language that Jesus uses all through this last supper discourse to help us to somehow understand and relate to the fact that his enduring presence is an action a love a relationship that happens with and in and through us individually and collectively as God's people and that God's action and God's love will continue in our everyday lives through the tradition, absolutely, but constantly, constantly having to deal with the ingredients that are in front of us. You know, like those cooking shows. Oh, great, I've never seen that before. Now what do I do, right? What what am I supposed to do with this fish who I've never seen before, right? That's the way God's action and love continues in the midst of God's people in God's church. God's loving, intimate, spiritual, and spirit-filled action within, in, and through us, yes, in the history of the church, and yes, through us right here and right now. The action of the spirit, uh, a biblical theologian described as um, how we identify truly what is the action of the spirit. And there's two things he identified when he talked about how can we tell if this is the action of the Spirit. He said, first of all, the the action of the Spirit is not just found rationally, right? The logic of the Spirit is not following one plus one equals two, right? That's the systematic, that's the formulaic, uh, that's not what the movement of the Spirit is. What the movement of the Spirit is what he talked about the first identification is that the spirit is usually something that happens kind of suddenly and surprisingly. And, and it happens in a way that, uh, you know, it is, Bruce Springsteen would say, one plus one equals three. <laughs> That's what happens when, when there's poetry, when there's creativity, when there's action. It just doesn't seem to make sense, but yet in lived reality, you're like, wow, what was this? What's this insight? And it's not against logic, but it's, 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 it's like a sudden appearance or occurrence that wasn't something that you went through formulaically or rationally, and it oftentimes surprises. The second thing that he talked about Uh, as a biblical scholar that talked about uh, indication of the Spirit. He says, whatever that surprising uh, insight that occurs is and the action that comes from it will always cost us. (laughs) It's always going to cost us. The Spirit of God never says, stay right where you are. The Spirit of God never says, you're going to be absolutely comfortable don't change a thing, (laughs) right? What the Spirit of God does is it moves us through an inspiration from where we are to where we need to be 
and that is always going to have some high cost and price tag to it. It's no wonder that we oftentimes, as Catholic Christians, when we hear Jesus say, if you love me, you will keep my commandments, we want to immediately go through, do this, don't do that, here's the formula, here's the law, do this, right? Because that's, but that's not what the Spirit of God does. The Spirit of God is not so much like baking, it's much more about cooking and the creativity that happens with the ingredients that are in front of us. Together we stand and profess one faith. I believe in one God, the Father, the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all things visible and invisible. I believe in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, born of the Father before all ages, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten, not made, consubstantial with the Father. Through him all things are made for us and for our salvation. He came down from heaven and by the Holy Spirit was incarnate the Virgin Mary and became man. For our sake, he was crucified under Pontius Pilate. He suffered death and was buried and rose again on the third day in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son is adored and glorified, who has spoken through the prophets. I believe in one holy Catholic and apostolic church. I confess one baptism for the forgiveness of sins. I look forward to the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. Trusting the enduring presence of Christ given to us, God's people, we bring these needs and prayers of petition. Our response is, risen Lord, hear us. For unity in the whole church, that we may recognize ourselves and one another as the body of Christ, we pray. Risen Lord, hear us. For all those who received the sacrament of confirmation this past Wednesday, that they may grow in discernment and joy, receiving the gifts of the Holy Spirit and eagerly bearing the Spirit's fruits, we pray. Risen Lord, hear us. For all mothers and those who show a mother's love, that they receive grace, blessing, fortitude, and support, we pray. Risen Lord, hear us. For all those on our prayer request list in the bulletin, that their pain and suffering be eased by our prayers, we pray. Risen Lord, hear us. We go forth for an increase in structural support for mothers, we pray. Risen Lord, hear us. For all those who have died in our parish community, especially Michael Davis, DeAndre Ellis Ferris, and Elaine Slipko, 
May they be welcomed into God's kingdom, we pray. Risen Lord, hear us. We remember today Edith Kuchnicki and all the intentions present on the altar, along with those we hold in the silence of our hearts, we pray. Risen Lord, hear us. Calling on the loving intercession of our patron and mother, we pray. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Mary, Queen of Peace, pray for us. Our presentation hymn is number 588, I Have Loved You, number 588. Offering our gifts and lives, pray, sisters and brothers, my sacrifice and yours will be acceptable to God, the Almighty Father. Amen. For the praise and glory of His name. For 
May our prayers rise up to you, O Lord, together with these sacrificial offerings, so that purified by your goodness, we may be conformed by the mysteries of your mighty love. Through Christ our Lord. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is truly right and just. It is our duty and salvation all times to acclaim you, Lord, but this time above all to laud you yet more gloriously when Christ our Passover has been sacrificed. With the old order destroyed, a universe cast down is renewed and integrity of life is restored to us in Christ. Therefore, overcome with paschal joy, every land and every people exalt in praise. We join the heavenly powers with the angelic host, singing together the unending hymn of your glory as we acclaim. Holy, O Lord, the font of all holiness. Make holy, therefore, these gifts, we pray, sending down your spirit upon them like the dewfall, that they may become for us the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. The time he was betrayed, he entered willingly into his passion. He took bread, said the blessing, broke the bread, gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and eat of it. This is my body, which will be given up for you. In a similar way, when supper was ended, he took the chalice, once more giving thanks, gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and drink from it. This is the chalice of my blood, the blood of the new and eternal covenant, which will be poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in memory of me. The mystery of faith. When we eat this bread, Proclaim your death, O Lord, until you come again. Therefore, we celebrate the memorial of his death and resurrection. We offer you, Lord, the bread of life, the chalice of salvation, giving thanks you've held us worthy to be in your presence and to minister to you. Humbly we pray 
partaking of the body and blood of Christ, we may be gathered into one by the Holy Spirit. Remember, Lord, your church, which is spread throughout the world. Bring her to the fullness of charity, together with Francis, our Pope, with David, our Bishop, with all of the clergy and all who serve and lead your people. Remember also all of our sisters and brothers who have fallen asleep in the hope of the resurrection, all who have died in your mercy. Welcome them into the light of your face. Have mercy on us all, we pray, that with the blessed Virgin Mary, Mother of God, Saint Joseph, her blessed spouse, the blessed apostles, and all the saints who have pleased you throughout the ages, we may merit to be co-heirs to eternal life, to praise and glorify you through your Son, Jesus Christ. Through him and with him and in him, O God Almighty Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honor is yours forever and ever. At the Savior's command, formed by divine teaching, we dare to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from all evil. Graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy we may be free from sin, safe from all distress, as we await the blessed hope, the coming of our Savior, Jesus Christ. Lord, you said to your apostles and to us, peace I leave you, my peace I give you. Look not on our sin, but on the faith of your church. Graciously grant her peace and unity in accordance with your will, for you live and reign forever and ever. Amen. Peace of the Lord be with you. We offer one another some sign of Christ's peace.
the resurrection and the life. Behold the Lamb of God. Behold him who takes away the sins of the world. Blessed are those called to the supper of the Lamb. Lord, I am not worthy but only say the word and my soul. a prayer of spiritual communion for those who cannot be with us today. Lord Jesus, through baptism, we are one in you and in each other. We believe you were present in the Blessed Sacrament, the Word, and the Christian community. But we believe that the power of your love has no limits. For those who cannot physically be here with us, we humbly ask you, through the power of your most Holy Spirit, that in this act of sacred communion, we are all made stronger in your love for you and one another. Wherever we are, we are your church, yearning through your grace to be witnesses of your kingdom in our thoughts, words, and deeds. Amen.
If you can stay seated for just about three minutes, I have a couple of announcements. Um, I tried to keep homily short so that I could uh, just take a little bit of time two major announcements. First of all, um, I told you at the beginning of the year a couple of times, this is not going to be a boring year at Mary Queen of Peace Parish, and it is not, right? We have a parish pastoral plan coming out with some goals from the parish pastoral council. We have, uh, we've done the Disciple Maker Index, and we're working towards a plan for evangelization uh, towards the end of the year, and, and there's so many ministry things happening, but that's not what I want to talk about. <laughs> I want to give you two major administrative updates. Um, the first one is that we are currently trying to hire a full-time position that's called a senior director of operations and finances. Many of us have heard of parish business managers. This would be like a parish business manager on steroids, right? And so, plus, it's, it's, a, it's a role of overseeing our facilities, our, our finance, our administrations, our human resources, and it's a position that would really take a lot of that off of the priest and the pastor. And so, again, the spirit is moving in all kinds of ways and directions, and it's time in parish life for things to be new because that's not my forte, right? And so we're looking for this position. This would be a great position for someone who's in the second season of life second season of their career, someone who has lots of experience in management, uh, project management, um, those who might be uh, used to facilities, uh, someone who's owned their own business, right? So if you know of anyone, please pass the word. Um, you can have them talk to me or direct them to our parish website where the job is posted and contact information for submitting resume, et cetera, okay? So that's the first thing. We're, we're hiring a new position, and that will be a position of great leadership in the whole parish community administratively. Uh, second thing, you know there's lots of facilities things happening. Um, you're starting to see some development of gathering spaces. Uh, the garages of 403 Grandview across from St. Mary of the Mount have been totally renovated to become kind of a cafe gathering space. We're going to be proposing something to you where a similar kind of gathering space happens in the back of St. Adelbert's church, and you're going to be seeing drawings about those things before we actually do anything so you can give some input and feedback into them. So we're creating gathering spaces. But we're also selling spaces. Um, probably within the month, St. Peter's Church will finally be sold. It's been on the market for over two years, and we finally have a buyer, um, and most likely what will happen with St. Peter's Church is it will actually be leveled along with the Emmaus House area for some new development. So we're in the final uh, stages of the sell of St. Peter's Church. Also, we have huge priest residents that are too big for the priests that we have here now, right? It's really just me and then Father Peter, who you rarely see. Um, and so we have a big house on Mount Washington and we have the big rectory here. We are, sir, we are, we are selling my house again within the month uh, up on Bingham Street. So that house will be sold and myself and Peter, at least temporarily, will be moving to here in the south side, St. Adelbert's rectory. St. Adelbert's Rectory is also a huge 
space. It's too big for us. And so we're actually going to be looking to acquire like a two to three bedroom house or apartment of some sort. Again, if you know or have someone in this area, this parish boundaries that knows of a house um, or a condo or an apartment or something like that that we can buy as a parish, um, two to three bedrooms, two bath, um, please let us know. We're looking. It could be donated too, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> we want to donate a house? Sure. Right. But those are the two major administrative things happening. Senior director and then facilities continue to be in flux. And again, those facilities and the, what's happening with facilities is all based on and driven by the mission of the parish community, building community and ministry to the larger parish community. And so one of the things is we've got too much living space. Need to reduce it. Okay? Okay. Sorry, moms. I know it's Mother's Day, but I just didn't know when else I could do that, all right? So now I'm going to invite everyone to stand. And for mothers, if there is a mother by you, I'm going to invite you to put your hand on them in some way, a wife, a spouse, an aunt, a grandma, right? This is a blessing for the women of our lives, those who've offered a, a maternal care and love, um, those even who have gone before us, uh, those who are uh, in, the, in the family and the kingdom of heaven. Good and gentle God, we pray in gratitude for our mothers and for all of the women who have joined with you in the wonder of bringing forth and nurturing life. You became human through a woman. Grant that all mothers may have the courage they need to face uncertain futures that children always bring. Give them the strength to live and to love and be loved in return, not perfectly, but humanly. Give them the faithful support of family and friends as they care for growth of their children. Give them joy and delight in their children and sustain them in motherhood. Most of all, Give them the wisdom to turn to you for help when they most need it. And may God's blessings be upon all of our mothers in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The Lord be with you. May the blessings of Almighty God be upon all of us gathered here in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Go in peace. Alleluia. Alleluia. Thanks be to God. Alleluia. Alleluia. Please join us in singing our closing hymn, number 539, Sing with all the saints in glory, number 539.